Welcome to the Fit Aviators Club podcast, where aviation, fitness, and mindset meet to improve the balance of your health and quality of life in aviation. This is your host, Fernando Contreras, and let's get to it. Before we get started with today's podcast, I just want to express that my thoughts and prayers are out there in, with those in the war in Ukraine and Russia. Uh, it's obviously a very sad moment, very sad time for, for everybody, a lot of in the Western Europe and also with things just happening in the world. It seems like the world just can't catch a break between all the things that happen, COVID, wars and markets fluctuating and, and economies. It's, it's just... Uh, very hectic moment and i think that we haven't caught a break but to think about it do we really ever going to catch a break or do we just learn how to cope or learn how to move with everything that's happening in the world everything that's bad that's happening in the world and learn how to overcome these obstacles and i think obviously the the right choice is to not think about how things used to be but obviously to move with how things are going and obviously try to make it into a better path. But a lot of the times, we're most of the time, we're going to have to adapt. And obviously, it's very sad that what we're seeing here in between Ukraine and Russia, when things like that happen, it makes me often think about what would I do if I was in that position? I empathize with, with everyone that's going through what they're going through in Ukraine. I I listen to podcasts. I watch the news. I just try to listen to people's stories. And it it also makes me realize and and brings back to obviously how fortunate we are to be, to not be in that situation. But I still empathize and I still think to myself, if I was them, you know, what would I do? What would I do with my family? Would I flee? Would I stay? Would I help defend? Would I help fight? But, you know, obviously this is a this is a podcast where we don't get into that kind of stuff. But I just want to express that my thoughts and prayers are out there and that, you know, the violence is is not the, the right answer. And hopefully peace can come in between Ukraine and Russia sometime soon. So for today's podcast, we'll be talking about a docuseries that I recently watched on Netflix. It's called Neymar, the Perfect Chaos. It's absolutely fantastic. We'll get into it. And then we'll also talk about the steps that you can take to overcome some obstacles that make a challenge in aviation and how to be able to overcome those obstacles and create a little bit of a more balanced lifestyle between having fun and also maintaining your optimal fitness. I want to get into the docu-series on Netflix from Neymar, The Perfect Chaos, and it is a very well-put documentary. In which explains the life of Neymar, how he came from nothing and is the athlete that he is. If you don't know who Neymar is, he is a very talented soccer player from Brazil. He's obviously played for the Brazilian team on the FIFA World Cup and is now also playing in the European leagues, has been playing in the European leagues for uh, Barcelona and now PSG as of a couple of recent years ago. What he has demonstrated on the field is up to everybody's, you know, I guess, perception of what they think of him as an athlete. A lot of people think of him as a diva because he usually complains a lot or maybe as quote-unquote people say he cries a lot when he gets hit um, and he just makes like a big scene on the field. 
that doesn't take him away, I think, from the kind of athlete that he is. Usually people refer to him as like he's a diva because he gets what he wants. But he he is very talented. And I think whether he is doing those things when he gets hurt, like a lot of those times, they do get really hurt. Like if you get stepped on an ankle after coming back from an injury, that is that is no joke. And if you're out there on the floor like screaming and shouting is because it probably really hurts so i think that a lot of times people have this perception of athletes right and they have no idea what's going on through their minds they have no idea what the psychology of an athlete is like and i'm very much into that i'm very much into the psychology i am very much into human behavior and that's how i believe that you can change people you can bring people to their highest potential so with Neymar, you know, the, the, pod, the, the podcast, the um, docuseries really talks about, you know, how he came from nothing, the relationship with his dad, what he wants to get away from, what he wants more of, you know, that nobody can control his life, that he's just trying to be him, whether people like him or not. And to some degree, I admire that because when you get to that athletic level, a lot of the times things are, you have to be told what to do and you're not really being able to live your lifestyle and your people are constantly fighting in between what do I want to do and what do I have to do? Does that match my values and goals? And there's a turning point in the podcast where it shows, I don't really want to give it away too much, but it really shows how Neymar goes from being a brand that it's more than him than just being a soccer player, right? He's super talented on the field, but what his branding has become and what has done how it took him away a little bit from soccer and the fans were just absolutely like you know saying trash about him and then there was a turning point there was a turning point in his life in his career when he came back ripped it around and then now he's you know back on doing incredible things on the field and his his maturity has gone to a different level now with with that change in mindset and it's really incredible to see Neymar or, or anybody in general as an athlete go through that through through those levels of changes and what a lot of what a lot of people don't realize is the psychology that goes behind it people obviously are their fans they want to see a show they want to see everything but remember these people are human too these people have issues and psychology stuff that psychological aspects that make them just like us are not they're not perfect people just because they're very talented they are still human you know they still make mistakes you can't hold them accountable for you know unless it's something unlawful or unethical but they're human it's just like making a decision like how you would have made it what if you were in that decision you don't know what you would do if you had that much amount of money if you had that much amount of pressure so i think you should totally watch it i totally recommend it i'm a huge soccer fan obviously and um, that one was really, really, really cool, cool to watch. It's in Portuguese, and they speak in Portuguese too, but it's available in English. I obviously watched it in Portuguese because I'm trying to better my Portuguese. As I mentioned on the podcast before, my girlfriend and I try to watch the shows in different languages and each other's languages so that we can get better at speaking it. And I, honestly, after watching the the whole docuseries of, of Neymar, my Portuguese got so much more fluent. Without even speaking it, I just listened and listened and listened and listened and listened. And it got so fluent when I started speaking with my girlfriend in Portuguese and other people in Portuguese. 
It's amazing. It's amazing what it could do. So uh, with that too, I also saw another documentary that I think it's uh, very interesting, and it's the Boeing uh, documentary. Pretty, uh, pretty eye-opening. I would say a lot of what's in this documentary I've already heard in a podcast uh, before about the whistleblowers and everything, but it just it just goes to show, you know, it gives a good story of where things started to take a downfall, and in, this is in my opinion only. Obviously, I am not an expertise on this, but my degree, my bachelor's degree, is in business. And one of the fundamental things we learned in college, in university, is that taking the cheap way to make something of such high quality may bite you in the ass later on. Meaning, if you're going to create quality stuff, you know, don't go based on the money. Go based on, on the value that you're providing. And obviously, obviously, when things go into, you know, the Wall Street market, there is pressure. There is pressure to have higher revenues. And how do you how are you going to make things more cost effective? Obviously, the the quality of the product, the quality of the people has to not the quality of the people, but the work that the people are doing, you know, saturation work overload that brings down the quality of the work that they can do. It's just like trying to fly a pilot that's super fatigued and extending him and extending him and extending them. So very, very interesting. I did not know that things started going downhill after they merged, after Boeing merged with McDonnell Douglas. Uh, that was very eye-opening to me, and it, it just turned to be a whole different company. I wonder now, what if Boeing never merged? And how would they, how would they have been? Very interesting. Very, very interesting. I totally recommend that you watch that one as well. So let's get into the main juice of the podcast. And this is what I truly, truly want everyone to be able to get the most out of. And it's the obstacles that aviation poses on crew members is there are a lot. And there are definitely techniques that I did not develop, they're just out there, and I just took what I think is best and applied it for my own lifestyle. That's the whole point of creating creating sustainability for your balanced lifestyle. If you take something that's too much out of your values and your belief, or if you have to constantly go against what you like to do, things will be obtainable, meaning you can obtain that. Yes, everybody can everybody can put their discipline down and be like, okay, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to achieve that, and then you obtain it. But can you live like that, right? And if it goes back again to if you are constantly doing things that you don't like to or want to or don't see value in, it's not going to be sustainable. You're going to get off of it. It's like a diet. It's like a very restrictive diet. Nobody ever sticks to that because you end up not feeling who you are, either emotionally and physically. So unless you really, really, really scientifically know what you're doing with your diet, more or less, it's, it's, it could be like a, 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 just more of an obtainable thing rather than sustainable. So some of these techniques, you got to 
be able to just apply them and see how it works for you. There's no one method. The methods that I'm going to talk about today may open up your mind to be able to click with something else and make it your own way. That's that's the key point here. So the first one is, is how do we come overcome the obstacle of working out on the road? We have li- very limited equipment. Sometimes we don't have enough time. What do we do and how can we overcome that? And the first thing that I do is I do what's called schedule planning. So I take a look at what my sequence is going to be. A sequence is basically the amount of days that you're going to be flying, how many flights you're going to do per day. And I take a look at that. And I, and I, the main things that I look at is how many time, how many flights am I doing in a day? What are my duty hour days? What are my flight hour days? And are they early starts, late starts? The reason why I look at all these timings is because I want to kind of get an idea what kind of energy I'm going to be consuming just in my job for the day, especially if I have a very early wake up. I'll I'll give you guys an example. Sometimes we have a a 4 a.m. van, okay, with a 5.30 a.m. departure, three and a half hour flight back to base, and then a turn after that that may be either a four or three or four or four and a half hour turn, putting you at eight hours of flying in one day with a total of about maybe 10 to 11 or 12 hours of duty. That's a pretty long day. That's a lot of energy. Even though you're not, you're just sitting in the flight deck and for cabin crews, you you guys are able to move a little bit more, walk around, which is fantastic. But for pilots, we don't really have it. We just got to sit there. And There is so much energy consumption as well when you're just sitting because your mind is constantly running, okay? Obviously, when we're a cruise just chilling, it's it's like a little bit more, a little bit less of energy consumption, but everything, pre-flight, you know, pre-departure, all those things consume energy. You're constantly thinking. You're constantly trying to do critical thinking, and that consumes energy. So that most of the time you probably feel mentally exhausted, but physically you're still pretty good. At the end of the day, mind over body. And if you can if you can get your mind to be able to understand and know what are these differences and how you can physically still exert some exercise, then you'll have a different mindset towards exercising. So I take a look at that schedule. Let's go back to that. I take a look at the schedule. I plan out, well, if I'm flying anything more than four or five hours, the certain type of exercise that I'm going to do, I'm going to lower the intensity. Okay. So if I was going to lift heavy that day, I will, if I fly and if if I'm going to fly six hours, I'm probably going to decrease the intensity of that. I'm going to go lower weight, probably lower volume too. So I'm going to decrease the amount of repetitions so that I can train accordingly to the rate of exhaustion that I've been having throughout the day. Also, one thing that is key that I'm leaving out is nutrition, right? But that's going to be a totally separate, separate podcast on its own. But also, if you don't eat properly to to bring back all that energy and to be able to sustain energy for your exercise as well, you're not going to have energy to exercise. So now you had a pretty long day. You think you have to do this workout that's going to be with high intensity and you haven't had time to eat as well as you should, the motivation to be able to push through that, I mean, you have to have some serious, serious discipline to overcome that. 
So if you can modify some factors, right? You're not going to modify your schedule unless, you know, trips get canceled, but you can modify the intensity to bring in the intensity lower and according to with what you ate as well. And now you have something that you can at least go and do, get your body moving, get something, anything just like even a walk, even flexibility and mobility, right? Flexibility and mobility are the things that I do when I have eight hour days, 12, 13 hour duty as well. And I get back to the hotel and I haven't, I've been sitting all day. I got, I got to do something. I got to get my joints moving. I got to get the blood flowing a little bit better. So I'll focus on a walk and then I'll do some, some stretches. And I feel a million times better than if I wouldn't have done anything. But psychologically, if I would have been like, okay, well, today's an eight hour day and I have to go and lift this much for my shoulders and I got to do this. There's no way I'm going to get back to the hotel exhausted. I'm like, there's no way I'm doing that. Like, I don't have the energy. I'm just not going to do anything. Slam, click, boom. So I, I hope you can see that the differences of how changing the intensity, making these amendments to your routines can help mentally. Uh, psychologically be able to get you to continue getting some type of some some type of exercise the other thing too that i that i focus on is not only the amount of time that i'm flying but if i'm going against my circadian rhythm if i have a very early wake up in where it's more or less within the low of my circadian rhythm and everybody's circadian rhythm is different not everybody's window is two to four Everybody's, it, it all really depends on how you conditioned your body with sleep over your year, the years. So every person individually knows more or less their time frame of sleep and when throughout the hours of the night, when from 11 to 7, from 12 to 8, maybe 2 a.m. to 10 a.m. You know, that's if you're getting eight, maybe you're getting less hours of sleep. If you just focus your energy, you focus your thoughts on all right, well, I woke up early this morning, my circadian rhythm, I flew three legs that were pretty long. I'm just going to go ahead and instead of working a big muscle group, maybe chest, back, or legs, I'm going to go ahead and do my biceps or my triceps. Or maybe I'll do core activation. Or maybe I'll do corrective exercises, strengthening my glute medius, which is a muscle that is super, super important for posture and helping with anterior pelvic tilt which helps us sit in a much better posture. And this, this kind of exercises, these corrective exercises don't require that much energy, but you're actually putting in time to make these muscles activate and provide you something better than if you did nothing at all. That's how I take the obstacle of how do I manage training on the road if things are constantly changing. Now, Let's say there's delays. Let's say there's cancellations. Every, you end up in the city that you were not going to supposed to. You knew there was a gym at that hotel that you were looking forward to do this exercise in. And now you don't have that. And part of this whole process, and this sometimes can get overwhelming for, for people who have a very structured, organized routine, that when that gets fallen out of place, everything's just like, all right, well, I'm not going to do anything because I don't have anything that I want to have as an as equipment or you know the environment but we have to learn how to appreciate the uncertainty that aviation brings if we can appreciate uncertainty and value it just a little bit higher then 
you kind of give yourself a challenge to being like, well, I know I'm capable of doing exercises with limited equipment or if there's no gym at all. Am I capable of doing that? Absolutely. You ask yourself that question and you're subconsciously bracing, embracing uncertainty because you were certain that you were going to go to that layover, that hotel, which had that equipment, and this was going to be your workout. And now everything's changed. Everything that comes with success is the ability to amend and adapt to an ever-changing environment. For some people, that's a whole lot harder. For some people, that's a whole lot easier. I'll give you a perfect example. My girlfriend, Jess, that is super easy for her. She learns and adapts very, very quickly to her environment. For me, it's a little bit tougher because the way I structure my activities and everything is a little bit different than hers. And the way I value certainty is a little bit different than hers. And sometimes that's one of the things that I battle with is to not keep doing the same routines on my exercises, at my layovers, embrace variety a little bit more, step out of my comfort zone, do different exercises, different modalities, and continuously seek different ways on improving your health on the road. And a lot of it is not just to benefit my own health, but to also bring some of that information to, to everyone who is looking for that kind of change, for that kind of information to help them also with their health and wellness in, in aviation. So there's true power in embracing variety, and it gives you that mindset change of just embracing things in a whole different perspective. And when you do that, and when you do step out of your comfort zone and you find that you can actually achieve and tackle some of these things that you thought you weren't aware of, that actually helps with your need of certainty because you now have this feeling of, well, throw something at me that I'm not used to. I'm going to go about it in this way and I might just succeed. That's what I kind of do to be able to overcome that obstacle of the ever-changing schedule. I just got to change my mindset to adapt to what, with whatever I have. So let's say I, I, work, I was going to go to the gym that had a lot of equipment and now I got switched to an overnight to a gym that only has dumbbells up to 25 pounds. That's it. Maybe two treadmills with probably one of them is broken and the gym is the size of probably my laundry room, which is tiny. So what, what do I do there, right? Let's say I had to do these exercises that required a lot of weight and I was gonna target big muscle groups such as legs. Well, I'm gonna change my workout and because I have lower weight for dumbbells available, I'm gonna use a muscle group that lower weight would be a lot for. So 25 pounds for your, for your legs is nothing, but 25 pounds for your shoulders is a lot, depending on what kind of movement you're doing with your shoulders. So now I just changed, and I'm, and this is for me to try to keep that intensity of heavy, heavier lifting. Now I just changed and I amended the workout so that I can get a good solid workout with a lower amount of weight for a muscle that doesn't require that much weight. And I am exerting that much energy and I'm progressing. So now what is, what's going to happen is, okay, well, I'm going to leave my legs that I was supposed to when I get back home and I have more access to my equipment too, because tomorrow's gym is probably going to suck and so forth. So targeting small muscles in which don't require that much weight, a lower set of dumbbells will be perfect for that. Let's say I went also to a hotel that there were 
were not even any weights and there was only a treadmill. What I would do is a 30 minute cardio session. I would do a five minute warm up, then I'll go into about a 20 minute high intensity interval training between faster jog and lower and, and slower jog. And then I would do my cool down and possibly maybe do some abs and then I'm done. You still got something, you still did something, but just because there isn't the equipment at the gym of your hotel that you would like does not mean you're just gonna forget about it or that there's that there's nothing you can do. As a matter of fact, I even went to one overnight where everything in that hotel was just like absolute crap. Treadmills, like the belt was loose, the dumbbells that were missing, and I was like, well, I can do maybe isolated single arm, but you know what, I don't feel like doing any of that, and plus I have a short overnight. I'm gonna go to the hotel parking lot I'm going to warm up, I'm going to do 10 sprints, full on, 85 to 95% speed, 10 sprints, walk back, done. I got such an amazing workout, and it only took me 30 minutes, 30 minutes, that's it. And I got my body moving, I got, I burned some calories, and incredible, I felt, felt so incredible after that. I got great rest, and had a fantastic day the next day flying. Another thing that you could do, besides cardio, is... Let's say it's too cold to go outside. You can go to your room and you can set two towels in the form, in the shape of, a, of an X. So now you have four squares, four even squares on both sides. And this video is on, on YouTube if you wanna follow Fit Aviators Club on YouTube and also on Instagram. These videos are there to, sh to demonstrate what I'm about to explain, but you could do a plyometric workout using the, four, the principle of four squares. You can do double leg plyometric with stabilization, single leg plyometric with stabilization. And now you're just working on cardio. You're working on stability and mobility. You're working on nervous and muscular system connection. It, th these benefits to just even doing something in your room can go way more than what you just think. It's, it's way more than just Oh, I exercised, great. What you're doing for your body, the way you're training your nervous system, your muscular system, all the systems in your body, the way they're being conditioned to help reduce the chance of cardiovascular disease, improve posture, reduce the amount of stress, improve your emotion, right? I had a client, I have a client in where we practiced plyometrics and he was getting into his shower one night at the hotel. It was a little slippery. He actually caught himself from a fall because the balance training and the stability training from that plyometric and he prevented from getting injured. And that's that's one of these benefits that's like, wow, yeah, exercise is more than just looks. Exercise is about what we're doing internally for our body, longevity, health, redu redu reduction of, of potential injury, right? To some extent, we can't prevent injuries completely, but we can reduce the chances of something minimal. I hope I hope that there is a, 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 a an eye opening of what else there is out there to be able to still engage in exercise on your layovers on your overnights. Limited equipment should not be the ultimate decisive factor of if you're going to exercise in that hotel or not. Because in reality, you don't need any equipment. I have clients that I create programs for for four weeks that have zero equipment. It's all body weight and it's for the hotels. I have clients that I create exercises for with dumbbells that get up to just 20. 
but it's all about how you train and, and knowing that if there isn't that kind of equipment, what else can I do? How can I make this work? It all starts with your mind and it continues with your knowledge. And I'm not saying that you have to go and read up, you know, everything that there is to be about exercising and personal training and how the personal trainers create these programs, but your own experience will give you so much information that if you were to practice over and over and over something, you start learning mechanics, you start learning uh, techniques, you start learning progression. And just based upon experience, you can get a lot, a lot, a lot of useful information that will help you. And of course, you can also reach out to personal trainers and professionals that will give you advice on what you're trying to do. You can do it. You have the capability. Everybody does. I believe everyone has the capability to be able to make these adjustments. Obviously, some people do it easier than others, but everybody has it. You just have to value. This is the key point of, of whether exercise and, and health will become a significant part of your life. The key point is what value do you give fitness and health and nutrition compared to your lifestyle? And I believe we talked this in the previous episode, but you have to, if, if you hold those aspects in such a high value, which they mean so much to you and often, and actually probably almost always when things mean a lot to you is because there is an emotion attached and that emotion it's created from a thought that you gave a meaning to. So there are an incredible amounts of thoughts that pass through your head. Some you give meaning to, some you don't. Those thoughts that get a meaning attached to create an emotion and a repeated over and over and over emotion creates a behavior. That's why I'm saying even just your experience, even just you going out there and doing something, trying to figure it out, there will be gradual progression that leads to success. With every action and small step that you take, you will see your brain is just going to open with just like, oh, I'm capable of doing this. I'm capable of doing that. And you open just the door to the need of variety, which is one of the human needs that is very, very important in how we live our lives. And for, for everyone who values another need called certainty very highly in your life, where things have to be certain all the time, they have to go an appropriate way to achieve this and get that. Life, the quality of your life is highly, highly dependent on how much you value variety. The reason, because if you live a very certain lifestyle, you're very dependent on the things that you know are certain. And what that causes you to do is causes you to be limited on the amount of other possibilities that there are out there. It limits you from being able to be resourceful. It limits you from being able to step out of your comfort zone to be able to excel in things that you're not aware of, you're capable of yet because it's too much of a difference. It's too much of a uncertainty. And it again, it depends on the person, but for some people, a very high amount of uncertainty is very easy for them to reach. While for some people, a very low amount of uncertainty is very hard for them to reach. So it really all depends on, you know, how highly you value this need of, of uncertainty or variety, as I should say. But that's, that's what's going to allow you to be able to open up more doors to more possibilities because you're constantly 
stepping out of your comfort zone, and thus you're growing. You are growing that way, whether it's in emotion, relationship, physical, exercise, nutrition, financial, well-being, anything. That's a key part of, of your life and the quality of your life. I know we're getting into the psychological aspect and the human behavior aspect of health and fitness, but I totally want to leave that for a whole different episode and where I can get more in depth. But that was just a little bit of the the, the topic on some of these values, some of these needs that, that we often value so highly and how we can, if we're aware of them, how we can change our behavior towards health and fitness. So I hope in today's episode, you were able to get some useful information that you can take with you and apply it to your lifestyle. Remember, not everything that I say applies to everyone. It's just the little bits and pieces that you take from me and apply it with some of your own methods to create a healthy, balanced lifestyle and one which you will enjoy. You will have a sustainable enjoyment of that lifestyle. If you like the podcast, please give it a follow, download, And if you want to see more, you can head over to fitaviatorsclub.com. Follow me on Instagram and on YouTube at Fit Aviators Club to follow more of the day in the life of balancing health and aviation. Switch.